there's a really important question when it comes to this that I want to bring up, um, which is just who is the expert in a situation of like violence or like that, like Maria was saying, like that repeated, like who is the expert? If someone comes to you, tells them what's happening and you're like, wow, that's scary. That's not safe. Are you the expert or are they? You, you tell me. What would you think? What's your gut reaction? Uh, the expert would be the person who is um, dealing with the experience. Okay. Most people behave as though they are the expert. Where do we where 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 do we even start with the subject? Um, I think we should probably start from w why this has become such a big issue on the internet right now and for those who have not been on twitter and watching the dumpster fire that is streamer twitter uh a couple of weeks or ago the multiple in, fires yeah it's a forest fire at this point it's it's it's, it's an all-consuming inferno uh, uh an individual by the name of say no to rage was recently banned from twitch along with a number of other individuals after it came to light that he was guilty of uh, sexual harassment to individuals in the streaming sphere uh, over the last couple of years. And excuse me, this is this is a difficult subject to talk about. And it came to light more people basically started coming out and talking about their own situations, their own scenarios, that experiences that they'd been through, and it kind of just escalated and escalated until there was lists of dozens of names within the industry, famous people like Cryotic and uh, other uh, people that are well-known amongst the streaming community. And it has basically brought up this discussion that needed to be had about mistreatment people abusing their power and mm -hmm. influence yeah. to basically harass women and men to a lesser extent it does happen but yep it, it does happen uh i want to play devil's advocate with a question here that i just i'm not saying i agree with this but and often and i want you to be completely honest like just lay into me with this uh question People often make the argument of, oh, you cannot just believe someone because they say something, you know, innocent until proven guilty and all that. And that it's, people could be lying and stuff like that. And what is your opinion on that often contentious argument that's probably one of the most common counter arguments that are brought up against this? Maggie? Um. Be completely blunt. Don't hold back. So I'm for me, it, it comes to it comes down to: Are you going to not believe everyone because w one of them might be lying? Because that's sort of what the numbers tell us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and as far as like who you report to is different too. So if you're going into you know, I was friends with a cop who's an, a detective and he's a good bullshit reader. 
So he could tell me stories about uh, women who he could, he was like, yeah, they made up the story. And it's like, well, yeah. And you also did some detective work, didn't you? You know? So <laughs> I think the default needs to be believe and then you, you know, investigate. Um, there are a number of things that happen when someone is sexually assaulted or in a domestic violence situa situation or harassed. Um, and one of them is the first response is to blame themselves and to be silent and to live mm -hmm. in shame. Um, so when someone comes out, there are certain psychological things that, that they will actually physically do. And you can pick up on those. So there, I think there's a lot of bullshit meters that you can have. Um, but it's, it, I think it's best to, um, believe, believe people. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts as well, Teshi. Mm-hmm. I understand the viewpoint to a certain extent of like when say a huge group of women or men or anyone come forward about some like singular famous person like I understand not wanting to believe it if it's literally targeting only one person but like even then I feel that like you shouldn't just instantly just not believe them because like that's how like I experienced it and why I've always been silenced about my domestic abuse experience because it was always me getting told oh you put yourself in that situation oh you should have gotten out of it or whatever whatever and all mm. the blame kept being put on me yeah. so that's why I'm just like no we we need to believe them. Like, yes, there may be some of them lying. Yes, that is 100% true. But don't say everyone is lying. That, that, like, don't, that. don't hurt them more. Like, they are yeah. using so much strength and courage to come forward about it. Like, they are beating themselves up while talking about it. Well, in the back of their head, they are preparing themselves to get told that they are lying. So, like, we shouldn't have to be telling ourselves that we are going to get attacked. Mm -hmm. We yeah. shouldn't need to experience that. Yeah. Even the investigation alone will re-traumatize the person. Um, exactly. And that's, it just will. It just wills because having to tell that story again is having to open the wound. Um, and then how someone responds to it um, that's why I say it's really important to believe a person because how someone responds to it will either harm you more or it will be a balm of healing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, err on the side of healing. So yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think Ash, I only read his comment. We've talked a lot about this stuff. Um, he said, I think every person making a claim has the right to have the claim investigated. I agree. That is yes. the bare minimum. Exactly. Right. It's the bare minimum. It's not about it was, believing or not believing the person. It's about respecting the fact that they might be telling the truth and doing the mm -hmm. due diligence. Right. Yeah. So and really, I think the believing question is really about sort of like the crowd. Right. Like it's like, what should the crowd do? Yeah. A lot of as times in, that's what it feels like, like. People as a whole. General public. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me let me emphasize that I'm not saying that that's my stance. I'm just using the devil's advocate position because I feel like this is probably the most important thing to start up, with yeah. this. How do you respond to people? And the whole innocent until proven guilty thing only applies in a court of law. 
right. we as individuals and as a collective, as a society, have the right to make our own personal judgment calls based mm -hmm. on the evidence that is put before us. And right. one thing that's important to stress is that many of these individuals, including Rage and Cryotic, came forward and admitted. Uh, so they've already admitted that these accusations are true and these things that they are guilty of. So people mm -hmm. are going to re respond negatively to that. Mm -hmm. When you're guilty of something so horrifically horrible, uh, people are going to generally have a very negative uh, viewpoint of you. I don't know how many of you have been following this, but it also came out that the fighting game community, uh, basically a number of individuals were using it as a way to get near underage gamers. Oof. Have you heard Ooh. about this? I, I heard, heard a small bit about it. Like, I think it was connected to Smash or something. Basically, the Smash community. It's not just Smash. A number of other individuals have come forward since. That basically, mm -hmm. adults within the fighting game community have been using the platform to get nearer to younger gamers. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. For... <laughs> Fuck those people. I'm going to be completely honest yes. here. That's, yeah. I felt this like, was necessary to bring up because when it's a when it's a someone underage, someone who does not have the mental capacity to even offer consent or understand what they're going through, yep. that's even worse than it is than what anyone can personally deal with. So no child should have to do it because that puts them in a state of fear for the rest of their life not mm -hmm. fully most understanding of them most of them, a lot of like yeah. a lot of the stories that i heard these people didn't even understand at the time there's like what they were doing was wrong it was like these people mm -hmm. were yeah. people they looked up to when they were just trying to get closer to them it's only when you're 10 years older that you understand that you know what maybe this isn't okay so you're describing what you just said no workout you probably won't be able to repeat it but it was they didn't know what was going on. They just wanted to get closer to this individual. Um, humans are built for connection. Mm -hmm. So if if our family system is fucked up or if our relationship with a romantic partner is fucked up, like we're just going to keep pushing forward because connecting with other humans is literally why we're here. It's what we're wired mm -hmm. for as humans. Mm -hmm. So you described something and said, like, that's that's the child's experience. That's what they, a lot of them yes, have said personally. Absolutely. It's also an adult's experience. Mm -hmm. It just is. There's there's no amount of, like, like you're in the middle of it and you're like, I, I, lo I love this person or I want them to love me or, or whatever. And you you are oblivious until possibly 10 years later. Like, yeah. It kind of doesn't matter that you're an adult. So that's a unifying experience for folks, just so you know. I can absolutely uh, agree with you there. You have so much more experience than I, than, I don't know, if, like Teshi. Uh, I much... volunteer with a nonprofit organization that actually helps children of sexual abuse or abuse in general. Can, can you that's tell fabulous. us? Can you tell us a little more about that? Uh, uh, it's called Guardians of the Children. 
They are a motorcycle nonprofit group. They uh, do relays every year in order to raise money for different children. Any child they find normally through the CPS system, mm -hmm. um, they adopt into their family. We take this little stuffed bear and pass it around through the whole group and everyone hugs it to give the bear courage so mm -hmm. that anytime they are afraid at night or any time through the day, they can just hug onto that bear and take the courage out of it that they need to get through the day. Hell yeah, or the night. Mm -hmm. That is a fantastic. Nights can be really scary. And there have actually been some children that have come to the events because they do monthly events of like going bowling, fishing, camping, or anything with the children. And uh, some of them have actually come to the events going, hey, I, I need more courage in my bear. Can you guys please hug my bear and give it more courage? <sighs> yeah. And I got, just, I got just seeing them smile and, and stuff and this during is a these motorcycle events. It's, group? Yes, it is. It's a beautiful motorcycle group. I love them to death. <laughs> Fair, fair juice to them. Um, I, I hear you hear a lot about this motorcycle, uh, just motor bikers just getting involved in all of these important endeavors. Just a fantastic thing to see. Mm -hmm. Is it? It's it's not the people you would think, just looking from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and like any little kid, like they see these huge, this huge group of bikers just come in to adopt them into the family and you just see them just light up being like, oh, these big strong people are here to protect me. Yeah. Speaking of uh, bears, uh, beautiful bears, you have a lovely dog there <laughs> by the name oh, yes. Gambit, that's Gambit, correct? Yes, Gambit is cuddling and curling up to me. <laughs> Check out this lovely guy. He was he he had his head up there for a second, but now he's hiding away Gambit. again. Gambit, show your head. No, Hello, Gambit. <laughs> nope. As chaos is on the other leg. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a big fan of the huskies. Oh yes, I am. As I always tell people. Scar did not get me with hello. He got me with I have two huskies. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the way to every woman's heart. Buy a dog. I was raised with a husky. It was my very first dog I ever had. Oh. So they just have a huge spot in my heart. They're pretty adorable. I swear you should you could just make your Twitter just pictures of your dogs. <laughs> and it would it would basically become the biggest Twitter on on the entire platform. That's basically what my Instagram is. It's just pictures of them <laughs> and occasional selfies. <laughs> that is adorable. Um, going back to the subject at hand, I we think the one thing we should focus like real quick. <laughs> I, one thing we should focus on is now that we've like defined these experiences and who it's happening to is the mo the most important part of this discussion and why we're doing this is how can we help people specifically. And you posted a lot on this subject. I did. Which I appreciate because even just going forward, this would be a great resource just, just to read through. And I might yeah. consider sharing it on social media or other places if you'll allow yeah, it. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, oh, uh, absolutely. Like, this, this is really thought out. Like, I feel like this is something I would read in college again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the the information that you see there is are things 
are truths that I found throughout my trainings and, and work. Okay. So none of this is, is real, is about me. It's, it's about the work. So yeah, use it wherever. Um, where do we start? It's uh, someone, you know, has come up to you, told you that a person has been abusing them in ways that are not acceptable. What is the first okay. thing you do? So the first thing you got to know is that's not probably not how it's going to come out to you. So when I was uh, 17, I, this is just a, so one of the things that I like to do is give us quick story because it'll help paint the picture. Okay. okay. So when I was 17, I was in the car with three of my best buds, all, all males, and we were just driving and it was summer. It was in between junior year and senior year. And I had just broken up with this boyfriend who was just awful. And, um, and I, and I, I can't remember, I think they were saying like nice things about me. They were like, how, how do you not know that you're great? You know? And it was just like, uh, okay, I'm going to show you guys the skeleton in my closet. And so I just started telling them the story of what was my greatest shame up to that point, which was this sexual encounter that I'd had with him that was forced. So Oof. I, and so I just told the story. I just was like, okay, guys, if you really think I'm that great, listen to this. And so for me, it was, I'm going to open this closet and you're going to see the skeleton and I'm going to find out if you're really good, if you're, if you'll accept me even after that. Right. Mm -hmm. So How did that go? it went amazingly. And that's why I wanted to tell this story. So I, I said like, um, you know, I was holding my arms down cause I didn't want him to take my shirt off. And on the third time, like he, he just like, he got it off of me or something. And their response to that was like, wait, you said what? You said, no, you didn't want to do that. And I was like, well, yeah, but, and they were like, no, 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 no buts. Okay. We have dicks and it's possible to not do stuff. Right. <laughs> like it was just like, I was like, oh, okay, thanks. That's really helpful to hear. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they, and, and they didn't laugh. They, they listened to the whole story. I remember looking out the window and just watching the rain come down while I talked because I was just so ashamed and, um, and I didn't know how they were going to react, but I was like, if we're going to be friends, I want you to know about this. So, so I, we got to where we were going. I remember two things. One, they shut the fuck up. Mostly they really just listened. Thank God. And yeah, they didn't make it about them. Not at all. Not for one second. Like they didn't it was try just... to make excuses or like, nope. but this, but that, but what? Nope. They didn't ask me what I was wearing. They didn't ask none of it. Like it was just like, oh, you went to his place. This stuff happened. You didn't want it to happen. That's not how relationships are supposed to be. That's not how men act. And they were men, right? Like they were young men, but they were men. And so I was like, wow, it's not. Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> like it was just. Uh, like... I, I, I will say, as a man, I do not understand men sometimes. Um, sure. There's yeah. a question I want to ask there, but that can come later. Please continue. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. So we got to where we were going, which was one of their houses, and we all got out of the car. I mean, they they, they all came over and hugged me, and they said, "You know, that shouldn't have happened to you. He should not have done that." So the focus was on his behavior how it was inappropriate. And not once did they say, why'd you go to his house? Or why didn't you punch him in the dick? Or, you know, none of that. They didn't ask those questions. They were just like, that was not okay. And I was like, okay, 
Well, I'm glad that you guys aren't like that. You know, <laughs> like, so, so yeah, so they just all hugged me and then we just went about our lives and we played like, I don't know, a trivia game that I sucked at, right? But whatever, they, they loved me anyway. So, and I, I really wasn't until several years later that, that when I was in the women and genders class and I did a reflective tool and I realized that a lot of my depression came about that summer and it was like, oh, well, it's because of that incident. It's because of what happened there. And so anyway, so then I got into counseling and, and started naming it like, uh, you know, sexual assault or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, healing started after that. But that, but really the healing started when they listened, validated, they reflected what they heard. Um, they said, that's not okay. And he shouldn't have done that. Like, that's it. No, just... That's re You know, that's really like, as, as a, a friend or a family member, if somebody ever comes out with one of these stories, you just say, you listen, you say, that was not okay. They should not have done that. You know, and then sort of, I, I, I'm here for you. I love you. This doesn't change who you are to me. Because so, that's our deepest fear, I think. So basically, listen. Yeah. Uh, it just, sounds so simple. You, yeah, you would think so. Um, like you, you can't... Well, you probably shouldn't ask questions later, but just begin by listening. Just hear what the person has to say and do the best you can understand. Like, if, if someone's coming to you crying, tears, like emotionally distraught, unless they're the greatest actress, actor of all time, they're probably not lying. And yeah. you, you generally shouldn't assume that they are because human beings as a whole don't try to be emotionally distraught just for shits and giggles it's 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 not those kind of people do exist and i've even experienced one of those kind of individuals myself who made up accusations yeah and it turned out that they were lying not about me about someone i knew uh and it turned out that they were lying and we found that out after the fact after we had approached that person and right yeah. One thing I've found is that those kind of individuals are, it's easy to tell. Mm -hmm. Like if, if somebody's lying, it tends to come to light pretty quickly. And yeah. women especially respond very badly to other women lying about such things because it's basically making it worse for everyone. Yeah, because, yeah, because then everyone wants to use the excuse of, oh, well, she was proven to be lying, so therefore you're lying. You must be, even yeah. though it's probably like, what, one in, one in a thousand people yeah, are probably, like, it's such an insubstantial number that it doesn't. Uh, yeah. And a lot of times the abuser or the, the perpetrator is a really sweet person. Mm -hmm. um, and I say person because it can be female you know. or male. It's, oh, okay, so... I mean, like, if you're a friend to that person. <laughs> so so yeah. you're like, you know, and I've, I've heard a lot of that on Twitch lately. Like, I thought I knew this person. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, you did know part of them. Absolutely. But that's only a part, right? You, we can, human beings are very complicated. We are indeed. We are, we are complex and we can make very bad decisions. As to your whole thing where you're talking about, like, someone, like, crying and being distraught with emotion... 
as someone who is an actress and has been acting since second grade, it is extremely hard to get yourself to cry on command. Extremely excruciatingly hard. If someone is crying their eyes out, yeah, they're probably not lying. Yeah. <laughs> but like, and then when I was telling this story, I wasn't crying. Like my heart was racing and mm. my palms were sweating. But like, I, I seemed bummed that was about it yeah it's it's yeah Yeah, like sometimes you're just so shocked at what had happened that like you you can't cry because you're like i i don't know what i should be feeling like should i be crying should i be screaming what what's the proper reaction yeah denial is common numbness is common yeah i can't speak from that kind of experience specifically Mm -hmm. but even just talking Mm -hmm. about uh, bullying and harassment stuff that I used to deal with, which was pretty bad. It's uh, yes, it's anxiety inducing. You kind of just, mm-hmm. but like you described it, you just kind of feel numb when you're describing it, and yeah. oftentimes you get symptoms that are similar to anxiety. Yep, shaking and 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 nervous, and it it Absolutely. tends to come from the same place emotionally. It's just like this is a degree of vulnerability that I don't want to be presenting. Yeah. But you have to in order to like tell people uh, what you're going through. And you mentioned, uh, I wanted to go on to this next point, which you mentioned about facts versus myths. Since Mm -hmm. we're talking about some people lying, some people telling the truth. uh, Yeah. About harassment, sexual assault, and domestic violence. Um, Where would we, where should we start with this? Um, Myths, for instance, what what myths do we have about this kind of abuse that people have assumptions that just turn out not to be accurate or. uh... I mean, there's a lot of them around like, well, if they were telling the truth, they would act like this, you know, and I I didn't include that. But since we're talking about it, I thought I would throw it out there. You know, uh, somebody said, if your eyes are turning to Niagara Falls, you can't be lying, dot, dot, dot. I mean, unfortunately, some people can cry at the drop of a hat, but then they do it to manipulate. But like everybody's going to react to this stuff differently. So when they're sharing their story, just try not to judge at the start, because like we said earlier, the best you can do is listen and do the things I mentioned. But then somebody will investigate. But sometimes you don't even get to investigating. Okay, so a really common myth around sexual assault um, is like, who's at fault? You know, and Teshi touched on this you know the person who committed the crime you would think that that was really obvious you would right you Um, would think that's common sense you would um but there are people who will say what was she wearing was she drunk um did they agree previously to a sexual encounter um because if you agreed previously then that means you can agree you you agree always this is why they said uh you know you can't rape your wife right so, or, or husband, because really it goes both ways, but, um, so yeah, so who, whose fault is it that happened? The first people who told me it wasn't my fault were my friends. My brain didn't tell me that my brain told me it was my fault. So you're not only, uh, sort of fighting this myth that your, your sort of culture has, you're also fighting an internal myth that your brain has. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, a lot of times I, I talk about believing the person because you're probably literally the first person to believe them and then maybe say that should that person shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, 
you're probably the first. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. And, um, you know, the other myth that is really, really crazy is, are you know, are you more likely to be assaulted or raped by a stranger or by someone you know? We have this idea as, that... As I understand it, it is more common with people that you know personally. Is that true? Or yeah, is it... that's accurate. Okay. Yeah, and that's, that's I why I posted about. the... <laughs> I think I posted a link previously. I don't know where it went. I think I saved the word document. Anyway. Stranger danger as a general rule tends to be not as big of a problem as people think it is. Yeah. Most and when definitely. you talk to kids who've been abused, it's not a stranger. It's their family member. It's an uncle mm -hmm. or it's their mother or it's their father. Or a friendly neighbor that the family interacts with all the time. Yep. Oh, yeah. I sent my daughter over with some eggs. And we didn't know that happened. Oh, boy. So, so this is why I'm really passionate about uh, teaching kids things outside of the family. Mm -hmm. Because the statistics just tell us many kids are not safe at home. Sadly. Yes, exactly. That's it like with GOC, a lot of the children who we adopt into the family, like either it was an uncle, their parents in general, yeah. or it was a close family friend neighbor that yep. they hung out with all the time yeah someone um, it's someone you previously trusted yeah i'm probably going to regret asking this but uh do we have any like estimates on percentage of people that go through this sort of thing yeah like, the numbers are rising um oof, the numbers it are depressing That's yeah not good <laughs> No, the numbers have been rising since 2010, and then they spiked in 2015. Um, Can I ask a question? Do you think it's always. that the numbers are rising, or do you think it's that the number of people coming forward is? No, this isn't. It's they don't count the people coming forward. If they did that, their numbers would always be off. This number comes from a survey that's done. Um, let me see if I can find the website again because, well, maybe I can give it to you later, but. Um, but I did research this before I got on this show because I didn't want to talk out of my butt. Um, I appreciate but yeah, that. So. We always like uh, <laughs> streamers who don't talk out of their butt. Uh, I know, right? That would make for a very awkward webcam. Okay. Uh, my face is prettier than my butt. I, um, so, but yeah, so what happens is when the world is more chaotic, um, your incidents of, um, I mean, COVID hit and stuff went up. Domestic violence calls went up immediately mm -hmm. um, because, that, yeah. because these things are about power and control. It's not just sexual. It's, it's, it's oftentimes when the person, when the perpetrator feels out of control or is trying to control you, like that's when this stuff happens. So yeah. So when the world is feeling out of control, uh, th this stuff's going to happen more. Uh, and the world right now is a bit crazy. Exactly. Yeah. To, to put it mildly, by the way, folks, don't forget, wear your mask. Yes, I have my mask. It's in my purse. Oh. It's been your, your no purse. word count PSA for the evening. Wear your mask and don't abuse please. people, please, because that's not. Yeah. If only saying that could was enough. equal. <laughs> yes, I would be so happy. But the yeah. problem in a lot of these situations is that you're preaching to the choir. Like mm -hmm. you're saying this to people that already know uh, 
as the people who don't want to yeah, who don't who like, don't yeah sure. the people who aren't going to do these things hopefully uh i hope you're all decent people uh and if you weren't you'd be immediately banned from the community but that's beside the point uh <laughs> I, I i i had a perfect segue there um <laughs> and it went out of your ear and it oh, went dang. straight away, it went straight out of my butt uh <laughs> Oh yeah, how do we get this message to the people that don't know this? That's 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 what I want to know. How do we educate more people that don't already know this sort of stuff? That, or not that don't know, like we all know that it's bad. Most of us understand that it's bad, but how do you expose these this way of thinking to people who may not even necessarily understand that what they're doing is it's not appropriate, it's not right, it's not acceptable. Uh, I will leave that one to you. Do you have... You don't... I mean, I think the, pro, the, the issue here is what do we sweep over, under the rug and what do we talk about openly in our society? I feel like we should talk about it all openly. Right. I feel like this should but be... But we're not there. So once we get closer to that right so like if i'm talking about a little girl i know who uh was sexually abused uh i don't just talk to anybody about that i don't just drop it in casual conversation of course you're um, not going to just say oh by the way guys don't abuse people That's like, yeah. yeah um i th i think there the more places we can create like this one the better because i I even heard you like assuming that people in the chat would know this stuff already. And I just don't think that's true. There was a lot of things I didn't know until I, I, I started. I would hope that my yeah. community knows. Like you would. Is... Yeah. Well, I saw somebody earlier hope, say something like... and I was just like, no, <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to, I don't need to argue with people. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you, if you feel like yeah. a statement is inaccurate and you feel like you can educate on that on that yeah, yeah, observation, right. feel free. Yeah, if I feel like I can do that, I will do that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, it was about the believe question. So uh, um, people, so many people have a problem with just believing people um, at, you know, it, believing people doesn't mean we're putting people in jail because of it, right? Yeah. Believing not, people. Well, it doesn't mean that you like categorically 100% like think that, oh, everything everybody is saying is true and Every right. man that's automatically being named is automatically at fault. It means that I hate to use this phrase because it's used by not so good people, but uh, it's trust but verify. It means listen to people, yeah. what they're saying. But yeah. if you see, if you see, like if someone is not, we mentioned this earlier. If somebody is clearly not telling the truth, then. Like if their story is changing every yeah. time they talk about it, and, and those like people, that, then like point it out. <laughs> they tend to stick out like a sore thumb, so it's not. They do. It's not a lot of situation. It's not enough enough situations for it to be a concern. Um, I will respond to that message in a moment, Miria. Uh, actually, no. I think we're going to move on to that one because it's kind of important and. I did want to bring this up. It's you, you put this down as a big, important question in capital letters. It's yes, that, it's that important. Yes. But uh, 
the people in the chat right now you do not have to share your experiences but if you feel comfortable admitting that you have dealt with something like this please do because we want we, we Mackie if you can't tell this actually talking about this is actually giving you we have uh discomfort no, not discomfort. Uh, it's a hard subject to talk about. It's difficult, so it's it's hard to find the right words. I want to make sure I'm giving it justice. Um, yeah. Who who can deal with this harassment? Who we we've said this already, but it's not always just women. Um, Absolutely right. Miria Miria did mention her story that she dealt with a six year long relationship with a manipulative ex. Promised to change after every fight we had. I believe the change will happen until the night came where I almost died. That 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 does sound like it was not easy. And I'm glad, I hope that you're not in that situation anymore. Be careful with people who always say they're going to change. Because they rarely do. Uh, and if they do, it tends to be... It tends to be pretty worst. big, pretty transformative, pretty immediate change because they understand the guilt of their actions but in situations like that if someone's constantly telling you i'm going to change i'm going to change they're probably not going to change and sadly it's the abuse cycle of i'm sorry i'm going to change you forgive them things are okay for a little bit and then it instantly goes back yeah so they're um there's a really important question when it comes to this that I want to bring up, um, which is just who is the expert in a situation of like violence or like that, like Maria was saying, like that repeated, like who is the expert? If someone comes to you, tells them what's happening and you're like, wow, that's scary. That's not safe. Are you the expert or are they? You, you tell me. What would you think? What's your gut reaction? Uh, the expert would be the person who is um, dealing with the experience. Okay. Most people behave as though they are the expert. I, that's because people like to believe they're right. See, yeah. I view yeah. sexual assault and things, or just abuse in general, as something that unless you have personally gone through some sort of it, emotionally, mentally, or whatever, like you... You don't have an expertise on it. It's not mm-hmm. something that you can just assume the emotions of. Like you don't yeah. truly understand the emotions connected to it and the harm it does to you mentally until you go through it. And it's yeah. like I don't want yeah. people to go through it to understand it, oh. but it's like that, yeah. that's yeah. sadly the main way to get people to understand it. Yeah, and it's very painful to know that. Oh. Yes. And so what happens is the person listening will tell the person who's in this unsafe relationship or unsafe situation, you need to leave now. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure you experienced this, Tashi. Um, most of us do. Right. Somebody hears yeah. and they're like, you got to get out right now. But here's the fact. When the person leaves, that is when they're killed. Um, you mean literally silent, or figuratively? Literally. And Oof. sometimes the children as well. Yeah. So look up the Silent Witness Project. That's another thing I worked on in undergrad. So y- you have no right to tell anyone to get out. 
to leave. You do have a right to say, I'm here for you. Anything you need, you tell me. And you need to know that them trying to leave is going to be repeated. Hang on one second. Their attempts to leave will repeat. Okay. It won't be just like one day they've decided to leave and it will work. It'll probably be a repetition, but continue. Yes. Yeah. That's when your question. You, when you say get out, you mean literally get out of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That's not could an option be, yep. in a lot of cases. People can't just right. leave. Like, even if they have, yep. like, they could be codependent on that person to right. financially get by. And they may, yeah. they may not necessarily have the support systems in place to, like, move their child and themselves to, mm-hmm. like, another house and. Yes. That's what you should do, yes, technically, but whether that's an option is another yeah. thing entirely. And fear yeah. is what stops a lot of people from coming forward because if they say yeah. something, then they or their children or people close to them could end up being hurt because of it. As yeah. I am sadly living proof of what happens when someone tries to get out of an abusive relationship. As I was in one for four years, it was extremely bad. Um, I don't want to get into many details because I will start Maybe crying. Whatever you feel comfortable with, like, you don't have to. Yeah. I don't know how well you guys can see it, but the scars I occasionally show oh, on wow. Twitter and stuff. Both of my carotids were almost severed, and my spinal cord was almost severed. Ouch. I was leaking spinal fluid. Mm. That is what I went through when trying to leave after four years. And yet, I was told that it was my fault. Right. Are you okay now? (laughs) Uh, I'm in a lot of pain, but (laughs) besides that, besides the nerve damage, I'm okay. I am far away from that monster okay. the monster is in prison for life hopefully that's because of what story. he did wow that's rare honest because My- a lot of with this the silent witness project sorry teshi i don't mean to take over your oh, story that is no, awesome. It's okay it is okay i i need to breathe <laughs> okay breathing's good yes breathing is good <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. I actually advise people to breathe when they tell these stories. So yeah. Breathing is um, good. Yeah. It, you know, it's so basic. We, we forget because we get tense. Yeah, um, we get tense and then we just your we body start remembers. shaking. Yeah. We start having the heart palpitations and we're just like, oh my God, oh my God, fear and panic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and Maria in chat um, is still, you know, sort of giving us some info about that trauma Mm -hmm. and how it lives with you still. I mean, you have scars, even if you didn't have real scars, um, we have emotional trauma, absolutely all of us. Exactly. And it it stays with us in different ways and a lot of invisible ways. So um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, um, yeah. So the Silent Witness Project, um, nine times out of 10, um, they, what they do is they do silhouettes of the woman who was killed. And mm-hmm. on the silhouette, they put a plaque with her story. And, they t- and usually um, they will mention if the, the perpetrator is in jail or not. And generally, they're not. Or they got six months. Mm-hmm. If I may ask <laughs> Teshi, so, yeah. was he, is he in jail because of this or was he in jail because of something it's both what I went through and a few other things. That so basically, just, this guy was just a horrifically monstrous well, it, human no being. No matter and, what, it's all my experience. It's just I'm not 
ready to really talk about exactly what happened. Okay, well, I, yeah. I won't ask for it's specifics. It's a very painful thing. Uh, gotcha. Like, I can talk about myself, but the yeah. full extent as to why the monster is in prison for life is too difficult for Probably. me. Probably. All we can say is he, okay. he deserved it. Almost definitely. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, almost. Like, 100%. <laughs> Uh, the, the monster yeah, wanna... is Bubba's bitch now, and I'm okay with that. I, I wasn't expecting anyone to like talk about stuff like that specifically because I understand that it's difficult. But I do appreciate you your willingness to do show Teshi because I think it's important to show people that like it's okay to talk about this. It's okay, exactly. To, mm -hmm. to be open and speak about it when you feel like it's necessary and. And I feel like right now this this is something that needed to be talked about. Yeah, I, I, we couldn't have, we couldn't even do this conversation without your help. I am very appreciative. I I am honored for like being able to help with this conversation. So I will be posting like resources and stuff up on Twitter later uh, about cool. this. In the meantime, please do check out these lovely people. <laughs> over on their respective Twitch channels. Maggie laughs, not Maggie sings. And <laughs> he won't do it incorrectly this time. <laughs> Teshi Games, which I am looking forward to actually seeing live eventually. <laughs> I've known this woman months. for months and she's been on a few shows in the past, but I've never actually had the chance to catch her live. But if she's half as cheery as she is just talking to us uh, in general, I have learned that people need cheering in their life. People need a bit of positesh. Positesh. Yeah. I love that word. Where did you come up with that word? <laughs> it was one of my community members, actually. I don't remember like love if that. it was a group of them or what, but we were just talking about how I'm a very positive person. And then we we're just like, wait, tesh, positesh. And we, we all just were like, okay, that's so stupid funny, but at the same time, it's catchy. We like it. <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> so it, it just became a thing. There's actually, uh, that's adorable. And you talk about, uh, sorry, adorable in the most amazing, wonderful way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I followed you. I'm going to check out all your stuff. Um, oh, there's, thank you. I followed yeah. you too, so. <laughs> Yay. Okay, cool. There's there's something to be said for having a safe place to share stuff like this. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say on Twitch, chill with Ash and stream was where I found that. Um, so he let me open up about stuff that happened to me. And then he opened up. And then whenever he's streaming, you can come there and be like, I had a shit day or this traumatic thing happened to me. And you can just talk during stream and everyone will drop everything and listen and validate your experience and just. I mean, like, we just believe them. It's fine. You tell us. Yeah. We will, you know, and then that's what the Discord's for, too. And I, so I, it was really surprising that anyone on Twitch would care that much to me. I don't usually do shout outs to, like, people other than the guests during a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This individual sounds so wonderful. Thank you also so much. I'm going to give a shout out to Chill and suggest that you yeah. give him a follow. Yeah. Uh, Actually, he, 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 is... he what, what, what's their gender? I don't think I asked. Actually, they. They prefer they. Okay, they. And I, I just slipped. So. They have very good taste in games, yeah, yeah. too. They're playing Batman. They do. Nice. Good stuff. They so do. That, that's, and chill. That, like, you, you had me a chill. 
right? So, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, lo- I love Jill some energetic streamers like Seti and Debaz Jared, but the chill people are the best. Uh, oh, he is. I that love Seti with all my heart. Just sometimes he's a little too loud for me to <laughs> just relax and listen to in the background. He's good in small exactly. doses. Exactly. Yes. So chill is really amazing to watch, uh, be chill and laugh. But then when somebody has an issue, we switch gears. It can be during a totally silly, amazingly crazy game. Somebody comes in and needs something and we're there. So. I feel like we've covered pretty much everything in this document. I think maybe just that last question of who can this happen to? Ah, well, we did. We did talk about that. Uh, we okay. did. We we were mentioning it just. We've before. we've mentioned it many times. Yeah, it's just literally everyone can Basically, experience yeah. it. Right? Anyone, anyone. Straight can... relationships, gay relationships, no relationships, asexuals, right? Like uh, that's sort of where I that question. Uh, people with money, people without money, people of this skin color, another skin color. Like it just really everybody, anybody. This can happen mm-hmm. to anybody. Yeah, exactly. So. No matter just, who you are, no matter your religion, your sexual yeah. orientation, anything. How attractive you are. I mean, for a long time, I thought it couldn't have happened to me. That's not what happened because I'm not that attractive. How could that? <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, that's I, I, common. I, I Don't come on me. I understand that. No, like, See? I fully understand that. People mm-hmm. always tell me I'm a very pretty woman, but, like, the entire time I was in that relationship, I kept on being just telling myself i am too ugly to be going through this why am i experiencing well i hope you both know now that that's not yes (laughs) i've done a lot of healing (laughs) i was 17 at the time i'm 36 now and yes lots of healing it's a slow process but you can get there it does get better i think that's an important thing like with any abuse um I've like been, I say, five years oh. after everything has happened, like I, I'm in a bit of a better place than I was. I thankfully have not had to deal with sexual abuse. Um, I do have PTSD from a lot of physical stuff that happened when I was younger. That's going mm-hmm. to be a subject on the show in two weeks' time. Just throw a shout out for that. But it's a slow process, but with a good support system. I think that's mm-hmm. more important than anything else is finding a good support system. If yeah, my that's the first thing the perpetrator does. They try that's to become your support happen. system. They, they yeah, isolate. They try to take up everything. They try to take away your friends so that you yeah. can't go to them for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they take away everything. Yeah, I've worked with a lot of people who, I I'm you know I'm like, well, who are your friends? And they're like. Uh, like damn yeah and also they'll be the kind of people that end up isolating those friends that you had because they're they're confrontational and and like abusive towards those individuals so people try Mm -hmm. to make you listen you don't listen they move they distance themselves and it just just becomes a a, an utter mess and it, it it gets better that's that's a at the end of the day, yeah. that's all I really want to say. It can get better. Just yeah. don't be afraid to reach out. There are resources, uh, like I mentioned on Twitter and places. I will throw out some uh, links to stuff. If you have any links as well, uh, Maggie, for like phone yeah, numbers. Yeah, I'll try to find them. I put some more. Anyway. Phone numbers and stuff that 
places you can yeah. contact. Uh, please don't hesitate to throw them my way. Um, I think we're going to round it up there for now. Uh, we're going I to do will two... say one final little mm -hmm. thought. Go ahead, Teshi. We are not victims. We are survivors of what we went through. Mm. Should have said that. I, at the I start. don't. I don't I... like when we are constantly viewed as victims and that like we could have changed our situation. No, mm. we survived our situation. You, mm -hmm. you did use that word very specifically, actually, when you made the announcement. Uh, you didn't I say victims of, of abuse. Uh, you were saying survivors of abuse. <laughs> And someone just edited the document, capital letters, survivors. Let's <laughs> I <make> did. <laughs> Good job. Let's <laughs> make that even better. I uh, couldn't remember like what word to use 20. instead of victim. I was like, what is it? What is it? Because I know there's something. Because there's something about saying victim that makes you feel like you have no power, even when they're gone. Yeah. And And there was a transition that I made where I just said, yeah, I'm just me. And this happened. And I'm going to sort through it with uh, art therapy and counselor after counselor after counselor and this thing. And I'm going to do something, right? Like you were talking about, you volunteer to do, to put something good back. And that's why I got so into all of this that I was in with, um, yep. you know, the v, the vagina monologues, um, the just so many things I got involved in simply because I wanted to put healing back into the world around these issues. Yeah. So. I completely understand that. It's like part of the reason why there's a few different charities that once I do start back at streaming, I'm going to be putting like a bit of any money I get through streaming towards them. That's fabulous. Because yeah. they just, they helped me so much and mm -hmm. I want to get back to them. Yeah. Thank you ladies for this pretty intense conversation. It Thank I you know. for giving us a place for this. Of course. There, there are not many places for this. And I, you I, I, I suck at receiving gratitude, just... just FYI. Um, <laughs> I usually okay. just pretend the person didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, yeah, oh, moving on, moving on. Accepted. Yep, yep. Chill yep, says no. that. Chill does that too. Yep. <laughs> a, a lot yeah, of new... that... Sorry, go ahead, Maggie. No, just this, this, this is one of the best things. When you said, would you be willing to talk about this? I jumped because there are so many and to forgive me for stereotyping you, but white dudes I have had experience with who will not share their voice. They will not be quiet um, in order to give another person the spotlight for a minute. Uh, you know, in my professional career, I found that again and again and again. So I left. You know, it, because it, grassroots is the way to do it. That's it. That's all I got. Hey there, folks. Good job getting to the end of the show. Before you do anything, please do check out our guests for today's episode. You can find links to their stuff in the descriptions of wherever you're watching this. If you did enjoy the show, please do check us out on social media. You can find us under No Word Count pretty much everywhere. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on podcast apps and websites, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we will soon be on Patreon. So if you feel like you enjoy the content and would like to support us, that will be a legitimate way to do so soon. And you can also help us out with a subscription over on Twitch. That will help us improve the quality of the show in the future and continue to bring on engaging interesting guests and have worthwhile discussions 
Thank you for tuning in. Take care of yourselves. Stay beautiful.